little intro to my sermon, and then we'll get into it. But I want you to be thinking, there was a challenge, two challenges last week. One was thumbs up, and, and, and giving, giving thumbs up to people and kind of seeing how that goes. And um, hopefully you, a few of you have stories about that. But the other one was about praying and saying, Lord, fill me with your spirit, and what do you want me to do? And so hopefully we'll have a, just a few stories that, as, as we're trying to take what I call the baby steps to this idea of mission and how we can do that. So we'll share some of those stories in just a minute. So be thinking about that, how you can share your stories there. But I want to give just a quick recap. So we're, we're talking about the mission. And that's what our sermon series is. That's our focus for this fall. And the purpose of this, what we're trying to get the place we're trying to get to with this is living out our mission statement, which is empowering eternally significant lives. Now, part of that is, is people in this room being connected with God, worshiping him, feeling his presence, understanding more about the scriptures, building community. So a lot of that ha- can happen here with us. We're empowering that in you. But the other part of that is that we want to be empowering other people, that we make our lives eternally significant when we impact eternity for other people, that we have the opportunity to bring God's message of hope, bring the gospel to people, and through that, that can change their eternity. So the way we live our lives here, we want lives that have eternal significance, that change things for the course of eternity. We have an opportunity to do that, and that's really what we're trying to live out. So we want this, this sermon series to be a springboard. Yes, all the things I mentioned before are, are so powerful here, but we want to be expanding that. The community that we have here together, we want to be bringing people into that. When we worship together and feel God's presence, we want other people to experience that, maybe for the first time. As we have hope and we're here for one another, we want to be bringing people into that. We want to be empowering people in that. So that's where we're headed. That, that, that's where uh, we, we want to be going as a church. So we want to be equipping you and growing you there. Now, I'm, I'm really excited that this summer I had a sabbatical, and I'm, ex- I'm really excited about where we're going. And with that sabbatical, I had a chance for a little bit of rest and reflection, and now I'm coming back, and I'm really excited about this direction. And, and I hope you can get on board with this. I hope, I hope you can be feeling this excitement. You can be feeling this vision. Because this is how we grow our church. This is how we grow God's kingdom. And here's how we grow as individuals, as we grow in, in our walk with the Lord, we, as we take these baby steps to learn how we can do more in our community, how we can impact things for eternity. So that's the goal with this. That's why we're talking about this every single week. And then we're providing opportunities like Scarecrow Fest and some of these other things for you to have a chance to practice that and learn and grow in this. And this isn't something that we're just going to talk about this fall and then we're just going to put on the shelf. This is something we want to continue to work on to be better at. This is an ongoing vision for our church as part of our bigger vision of empowering eternally significant lives. So with that, I'd love for... uh, to hear a few stories. Did anybody try the thumbs up thing? And, and uh, All right, Patrick, come on up here. Do we have a mic somewhere? Yeah. We'll have just a, just a few quick stories here. And uh, just a quick recap. I showed a video last week about uh, the power of a thumbs up and how that can really impact people. And, and really the point was, is if you can give a thumbs up to someone, uh, 
that's a small thing and maybe it makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but it's a baby step to saying we have something way more uh, powerful in the Holy Spirit that we can provide. But let's hear a, a thumbs up story. I've uh, given a couple of different thumbs up. I'm working at a flea market and it's full of people uh, all over the place in there. It's like a madhouse sometimes. So mm-hmm. I've actually given a couple of thumbs up for people and I've given some strange looks, but <laughs> um, I've actually also given thumbs up at my billing some people and got thumbs up back. And some people on a bike pass, I've uh-huh. given some thumbs up and they would smile. Okay. So it's pretty interesting to see some of the different looks that you get from it. But it was it actually it looked like it made some people actually happy. Yeah. So, did so did you feel like thing. that impacted you at all? Did it make yeah, you feel did. happy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It actually got me more motivated. So Okay. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So that, that, that's part of the idea. That was, in a lot of ways, this thumbs up thing is just an example of it, we can be positive to people. And if we can do that with just putting our thumb up in the air, how much more can we do that if, if we're actually sharing the gospel with them? Any, anybody else have thumbs up story? They, they tried that? Did, did a little there? No. Okay. Truthfully for me, it, 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 was, it was tough. I, I tried to do some of this thumbs up. It just felt so awkward. I tried to do it at the gym, and it was just like, no, not the right opportunity. So I understand that's difficult. Uh, but, but I wa- also want to hear some stories that the other challenge was pray a simple prayer, fill me with your spirit, and Lord, what do you want me to do? So did anyone try that and, and see what happened there? Anyone have any stories there? No? Amberly? Um, so mine's in true Amberly nature, not in either category, but whatever. So at my gym, uh, the trainers are really sweet. I don't use the trainers, um, but I observed them helping other people. And so was it last week or the week before? I told mm-hmm. you I saw one of the trainers. He was really sweet to this woman who was in a wheelchair. I think she was recovering from a hospitalization or, or something. She wasn't paraplegic or anything like that. She just needed a lot of assistance, and I can tell she was recovering. It was so sweet. I was like, oh, my gosh, what a sweet thing. So I was telling Nate about it. I was like, I kind of want to talk to him about how sweet and honoring that was and blah, 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 but he's with his clients. So I walked into the gym on Wednesday, I think, and uh, he was right at the check-in. And so I looked at him, and I was like, you are so honoring to your clients. I said, the dignity and the care and the honor that you show them, I have not seen that in other people, like, rarely ever in my life. And and he was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And his boss was right there patting him on the back. And then I said it again. And I think there's something really spiritual about the word honor, that it's not a word we use that much in our culture. And when you acknowledge someone that you see honor in them, I think there's a presence there. And he seemed really blessed by it. And then, um, you know, when you're challenged, not to preach but sometimes when (laughs) we ask god for opportunities and we ask god give me patience give me grace uh, give me evangelism i think what we're saying to the lord and to the spirit is i want an opportunity that's not what we think what we're saying so if you open your eyes especially in the sermon series and you ask the lord he gives you opportunities and the spirit is in everyday encounters so saying to someone hey, you're doing a really great job. The Lord is in that. You don't have to say just, thus saith the Lord. So I would just encourage people to just try to go around and honor people and be a light and then see what happens. Yeah. 
awesome. And Amberly also told me that that same guy that later on that week, she went to the gym and, and, and he kind of like acknowledged her. And so like, there's just a kind of a building and maybe there's uh, you know, an opportunity there. And so it's just even small things like that. That's what we're talking about. Taking these baby steps where, where we take these small actions and maybe it's just noticing that, wow, someone's really good at their job. They're, 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 they're doing a great job. And I, I just want to talk to that. You know, so it's a, it's, a, it's a nice thing to do, but it provides opportunities for us. And we can start doing those types of things that then we have more opportunities. That, that if, we, if, we, if we don't take those little tiny things of just giving a thumbs up or saying, hey, you did a great job here. I saw that. I noticed that. You're honoring people. We're creating opportunities to, to not only encourage people, but we have an opportunity then for the gospel. So the more and more we live our lives looking at people and seeing people and wanting to acknowledge them and encourage them, we have opportunities for this mission stuff. So thank, thank you for that. And, and I encourage you, continue to try these things, all right? I know it's not, I know it's not easy. This is, this is tough stuff. This is, this is the, probably the toughest thing about being a Christian is, is trying to live this out, living out evangelism. And it's not easy. And, and, and we can kind of feel like failures at it again and again and again. But, but as we take these baby steps, as we try new things, you have opportunities for that. So, that, so continue to try those. Try out Scarecrow Fest or something like that. There's an opportunity to learn and grow there. So as, as we go this, on this path, it's all about all of us taking a step forward. And that's what we're going to look at today in our uh, uh, scripture for today, which is Acts chapter 3. So in this, last week we talked about the Pentecost. You have the disciples, have the Holy Spirit. They're, they're talking in different languages. And then 3,000 are saved. And, and then now we have kind of the next story here where it's Peter and John going to the temple. Here we go. Here's the story. Oh, yeah, thumbs up. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took with him by the right hand, and he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, and entering the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So we have this story. And again, this is the disciples taking a step of faith. They, they received the Holy Spirit. They, they've been seeing some conversions. They've been seeing things happen. And they go out here. And one of the most remarkable things about this story is how much this sounds like so many stories of Jesus. That early in the week, Amberly was asking me about what I was preaching on, so I told her it's Acts chapter 3, I told her about this story, and then she asked, was this the one where it's on the Sabbath? And, and you almost get all these stories with Jesus confused with this story, because they're so similar. And that's kind of the point, that you had disciples who were with Jesus for years, and saw him heal numerous people. So it's not a surprise that they learned from that, 
And they did something very similar. They were out uh, on their way. They weren't going out like, well, all right, who can we heal? That wasn't their mission. They were going to go to pray. But they saw someone and they saw the opportunity. And they prayed. And one of the things that we can learn from this and the lessons we can learn from this is that in the Gospels, we see so many stories of Jesus healing. And it can be very easy for us to say, well, that's Jesus, he's God, of course he can do that. But here, we see two normal people, ordinary people, and they're able to do the same thing. And they acknowledge, it's not from from us, this is Jesus. It's not our power, it's not our righteousness, it's Jesus. So the same things that we see Jesus doing in the Gospels, we can do the same thing. And these disciples are just an extension of that. And so as, as, as we receive the Holy Spirit, we have an opportunity to do the same thing. Now, it may look slightly different, but we have the same type of opportunities to find this. So, uh, as you can see, the last verse there starting to get some excitement. People are starting to wonder, okay, I know that guy. That's the guy that's been lame since birth, and he's always sitting at that temple gate begging. But now he's walking around and jumping around. How did this happen? And so Peter then takes an opportunity to share a little sermon. So we'll read that. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them at the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? And why do you stare at us? As though by our own power and piety we have made him walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided, had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murder to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus, has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that as Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and he may send us the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him and whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel to those who came after him also proclaim these days. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, In your offspring and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. 
And so Peter ha- has this crowd in front of him, and they're, and they're understanding, wow, something's going on here. This man is healed. What's going on? And Peter has this little sermon. And it starts out maybe a little bit harsh, saying, hey, there's this Jesus guy, and he was your Messiah, but you, you didn't believe him. And, and, and you actually asked for a murderer to be released instead of him in front of Pilate. So it sounds a little harsh, but he's, he's creating the reality. Here, here's where we're at. And the, the two big lessons we can learn from this. Number one, there's a healing that just happened, and he says it's all about Jesus. It'd be very easy for him to be a little proud of himself, saying, I saw Jesus do it, and now I did it. Yep, that was me. I'm the, I healed a guy, and it could get to his head. He doesn't do that. He doesn't say, oh, I, I, was, I was holy enough, I was righteous enough, I had prayed hard enough to make that happen. No. This is all about Jesus. So he points it all back to Jesus. That's a lesson for us. That when things go right, when, when, when we see ministry happen really well, it goes well, when we have evangelism, acknowledge that it's Jesus at work. That's not always because we've did it, we did it all right or because we're holier than someone else that we got it. God's at work, and we get to be a part of it. It's not from us. The second big thing that we can learn is the way that Peter spoke to the people. So he's speaking to other Jewish people. And he explains that all of you know, all, all the, these prophets, you have Moses, you have Abraham, you have Samuel, you have all these prophets of old who, who are proclaiming this Messiah to come. All, all of you know all these stories. All of you know all these prophecies. Let me explain that it's Jesus who fulfilled those. And so the simple formula that he has is he's taking what the people know to explain what they don't know. And we'll see this again and again in the book of Acts. We see Peter doing this. We see Paul doing this. That depending on who they're talking to, they change how they talk just a little bit. And they create this baseline of, here's what you guys already know. And let me use that to explain something you don't to point to Jesus, to point to the gospel. So we can use these things and use these formulas and use these tactics the same way. So we live in a, a very different world than, than these first century apostles. Our world looks very, very differently. But the mission for our life is the same as theirs. It goes back to what we talked about the very first week of this sermon series, the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. We have that same calling and that same command. So even though things may look different, it's still really the same calling. And so, we can look at these stories and say, how can we do the same thing? With Peter and John, in their normal life, they found an opportunity. They saw someone there who needed help. So they said, all right, let's take advantage of this, and and let's pray for healing here. 
and God healed him. So we, we can take that same idea and apply that to where we're at. Where in your life are there people who are hurting? We live in a much different culture, and so we don't always have, you know, lame people or hurting people kind of sitting right in front of us. Um, But we may have someone who's emotionally hurting. We may have people who are really lonely that live in our neighborhood. We may have people that need a friend and need some encouragement. They need someone to, to help them with this or that. Where are people in your life who need, some, who need some sort of healing, who need some sort of help. That may look differently for, for some of us, but each one of us can find someone that we run across, that we know, that needs help. One of the biggest things that led to the growth of the early church this idea uh, of Christians being helpers and serving other people. So we talked about this, the, the story of really Christianity growing from a few disciples into, you know, basically spreading across the world. One of the biggest reasons for that growth was that throughout the Roman Empire, there were several plagues that came through. And Christians were known for, number one, sticking with their family members who had the plague. And that, that would be different than, than the other Roman citizens who may, if a family member got the plague, they would move away to the countryside so they wouldn't catch it. So you had Christians who would stay with their family who got the plague, but also would care for the other people who were left. And so they became known as the people who cared for their family and cared for people who needed help. And people noticed that. That was what they were known for, the people that were there for the sick. So that happened again and again. There's several big plagues that came through the Roman Empire in the first couple hundred years of the church. And that was what Christians were known for, as being there for people. Think of even modern-day examples, like Mother Teresa, being there for people who are dying. Being known for serving other people. We all have an opportunity to do that. We live in a world that is really searching for some healing. Now, we have better medicine, so it may not be always a physical healing, but there's a lot else going on. We can be there for people, provide community for people, provide encouragement for people, um, maybe make them a meal or help them, you know, fix something up at their house or, or this or that. We can provide ways of being there for people. That's our next part of this journey, looking for ways that we can be there for other people, serving other people finding those opportunities to say, I'm going to lend a helping hand. Not to get something in return, but because I want to serve God.
That's the calling for us, to do that. So this week's challenge isn't, isn't giving a thumbs up. This week's challenge, think about someone who could use some help. Think about someone in your life who could just use a little bit of help. And then find a way to help them. It doesn't have to be a big thing. So maybe that's just an, an encouragement, or maybe that's just giving someone a ride somewhere, or maybe that's um, providing a meal or, or something else. It could be something really small. Think about someone who could use help this week and help them. This is another chance to, to, to learn and grow. That, that's where all of us need to be, and I, I'm, I'm in this position myself. Putting yourself out there just a little bit to learn and grow. As we each do that, yes, there'll be, there'll be some growing pains in that. Yes, we'll feel a little awkward, or yes, maybe that didn't go quite so well. But as we take these steps forward, we're going to start to see some change. And as we talked about last week, we have the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us. We can go back to that again and again and just say, Lord, fill me up with more of your spirit. I need more to do this work. So continue to take these steps forward because like I said at the beginning, we want to be empowering eternally significant lives. We do that through service. We do that with finding opportunities to help people. We do that by sharing the gospel and bringing it all back to Jesus because it's, it's through his death and sacrifice we can always point back to that. That's, that's, that's the, the changing point in history. We can go back to that. Let's live lives that continue to point back to Jesus and have an impact for eternity for people. Please rise. I want to pray, and I want to pray for God's Holy Spirit to reveal to us people who we can help. So I want to do that, but I also want to pray for healing. So today we heard a story of disciples healing someone, and so I just want to pray healing over each one of you. And today, if there's something physically going on, come forward and receive prayer before you leave today. Have someone pray for that. That, as we see in the story, God is a God of healing, and and it's, it's not over. That still happens today. So let's ask God for healing So let me me pray for us, and then we'll have ministry team come up. Lord, send your Holy Spirit. Reveal to us how we can help other people. Reveal to us the person that we're supposed to help this week. Reveal how we can do this in a way that's going to bring glory to Jesus' name, that we can point back to him. Allow us to take advantage of, of the opportunities that you're providing for us to share the gospel. Fill us up with more of your Holy Spirit. We need more. We need more of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us up. Allow us to take these steps to move forward in our mission. And Lord, I pray for healing. As you fill us up with your Holy Spirit, Heal those who need healing right now. So we pray for healing for broken bones, 
We pray for healing for uh, hip joints. Pray for healing for a jaw and anything else, Lord. Provide your healing. Restore physical bodies today. Lord, continue to empower us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, allow us to impact eternity by the people that we can encounter. Allow us to have the right message, the right thing. We can say the right thing at the right time. Empower us to do that and to take those risks and to step out in faith. Bless us, Lord. Pray that in Jesus' name. So again, if you have something going on, and so as I was praying, I mentioned just a few things. So it was, it was a broken bone, it was a hip and a jaw. So if that's, that's something that you, that you're struggling with that, come forward and receive prayer that someone would uh, pray for healing for you. And then go and empower eternally significant lives. Amen.